Alright everybody, welcome back to Squad Tactica episode 104. This is Sugi, and we are talking about, that's right, Warhammer 40k Kill Team. Now, it's been a while since the last episode, so there's a couple things I definitely want to talk about. First of all, a lot of people have been asking, you know, is everything okay? Are you going to keep doing the shows? And I am really grateful and appreciative to every single person who has contacted me, Facebook message, email, all that good stuff. Everything is fine. I am just letting everyone know who listens to the show. I was in moving transitional phases for the last week, week and a half. So between the last episode and this episode, I have a brand new job. I have a brand new apartment. I just got the internet to work and I unpacked my computer. So we are back to our normally scheduled programming. Every week we're going to be doing an episode of Kill Team Squad Tactica content and I am really excited. So just to make sure everyone is aware, we're not going anywhere, everything is fine. Also, I haven't been talking about playing games because I'm greatly appreciative to my cousins. They let me stay at their apartment or their house for basically a month for free. Um, but, you know, I'm married, I was looking for a job, I'm trying to find an apartment. So, you know, life had a little bit of a higher priority. Reading a book is fine, doing the podcast is fine, it's not, you know, very stressful, it doesn't take a lot of time, but, you know, going out to a game shop, allocating an entire day to playing games, as opposed to, you know, doing, searching for jobs, all that good stuff, you know, that wasn't going to go over super well with, you know, the wife. So, now that we've got jobs, now that we've got all that stuff, I can happily say, I am literally, and I'm not even kidding, I'm literally across the street from a store called Texas Toy Soldiers in Carrollton, Texas, and guess what? It's a miniature shop. That's all they have. They have 40K, they've got Infinity, they've got Warma Horde, Star Wars Legion. It is like only a shop dedicated to miniatures, which means, as you can probably guess, I am going to be playing 40k kill team much more frequently than I had because I didn't have the opportunity to when I was living out in Ferris, Texas. There wasn't a shop in, I think, a 30 mile radius. So anyways, all of that is kind of coming together to say everything is back to normal. I'm going to start playing games. In fact, I loaned out my rulebook to a friend of mine because he and his buddy are going to start playing kill team with me. So we've already got multiple games ready to go as soon as they, you know, buy their models, paint the models, and all that good stuff, but it's really exciting. A lot of friends that I have out here in Texas are getting excited about Kill Team. They're really impressed with the price of the game because it's, like I said in previous episodes, not prohibitive at all. It's very player-friendly. It's as budget-friendly as you want it to be. You can go all the way in and buy a bunch of models. You can just buy, you know, a single box and play with that. There's a lot of different things you can do. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but I have also had something amazing happen in between episodes three and episodes four. There has been a massive amount of community outreach talking about things with me, talking about games, asking rules questions, and submitting all kinds of ideas. In fact, I've had a lot of people say they want to come on the show. They heard the episodes that I said, you know, I'd love to have more community members come in and do little interviews and little segments with me, and I've already got a couple people who are interested in that. So I'm just really, really excited for where Squat Tactica is going to be going as the show evolves, as the game evolves, and just bringing an entertaining podcast to you, the listener. So if you're listening and you've enjoyed the show, do me a huge favor right now, really quickly, go to the Facebook page, like Squad Tactica, and do me another big favor, if you've already liked the page, leave us a review. Leave us a review on Facebook. It takes 
seconds. It's really simple. And if you've got a little bit more time, please leave us a review on iTunes. It doesn't really cost anything, just a few minutes of your time, but it really helps the show grow. It really helps expand our reach and it helps tell people about the show and how great Kill Team is. So with all that being said, let's move into some housekeeping. I want to give a huge shout out to Leon David Smith because he contacted me and he is going to be running a Kill Team match play tournament at the end of October. So the event is called Fade and Fire and you can find it. I'm going to have uh, links in the show notes. Basically, in a nutshell, it's a six-round Kill Team event at Marston Green Parish Hill Hall, Birmingham in the UK. So players will each build up to a 20-man command roster, battle out for supremacy, all that good stuff. So the event is capped at 24 players. Tickets cost uh, 12 and a half pounds, and all the details you need if you're you know in the area in the UK can be found on Facebook. So like I said, we're going to be posting those links in the show notes. And if you're listening and you've got an event you want me to shout out, send me a private message on Facebook, and I'd be more than happy to promote it. Kill Team is amazing, and I think everyone should be playing it. So. I mean, if I get 50 requests, I'm going to have to parse through some of them. But for the most part, if you've got an event that you want to get shouted out, let me know. I'd love to let people know about all these events, especially in the UK. Like, I would love to go and, you know, visit Warhammer World. That would be a very pleasant experience. I would love to go to one of these events, meet, you know, listeners, play games of Kill Team, paint, talk about all kinds of stuff. Like, that is just super exciting for me, (laughs) if you can't tell already. I do have some uh, sort of baddish news, however, um, I had mentioned previously that there was a Warhammer store opening in Grapevine at the end of the month on the 25th and 26th of August, and the store is still opening up. However, I am not going to be able to attend, so the good bad news is uh, I can't make it because, and here's the good news, my in-laws are actually going to be donating a car to me and my wife. We only have one car because... Um, One of our cars previously just fell apart and stopped working. So they're flying us out to Tennessee. We're going to pick up the car, going to change the title and registration into our names, and then drive it back. However, the only weekend that we are free and they had the opportunity to fly us out is the 25th and 26th of August, which means I'm not going to be at the Grapevine shop. So I will say this. Unfortunately, I won't be there. If you're in the Texas area and you're listening to this show and you'd like to play a game with me, I am significantly closer to Texas Toy Soldiers. As I said, it's across the street. I can literally walk to it from my apartment. But if you're in the Grapevine area and you want to schedule a game with me, just you know, hit me up with a private message. Let me know when and where, and I'll take a look at my work schedule and see what my availability is. No promises, but if I'm free, I would love to play games with the listeners. I love playing games with people. And the fact that we get to, you know, sit here, I get to talk to you, you get to listen, and please please send me messages. Please let me know what you think. Let me know in the comments below what you like about the show, what you want to see different. If there's a topic you want to hear about, let me know. I love to see where the show is going and what people want to hear about. So, lots of things are happening. August is a huge month. We've got so many things coming out, but Warhammer is opening up a new shop, so even though I'm not going to be there, you should definitely check out the new Citadel store opening up in Grapevine. They've already announced some special guests, they've got some special ticketed events, they've got some swag, I'm sure they've got other things that they haven't announced yet that are going to be big surprises for anyone who's there. So, you know, it's not every day that a Games Workshop opens up in your area, and I know a lot of people are flying out and coming, so definitely check out the shop, and I hope to see some of you you know, there in the near future. So as we've talked in previous episodes, I'm a big fan of 
opening up the gates to allow any kind of player to be able to play any kind of game. So in this instance, we're talking about Kill Team. Now, I've talked about, you know, the budget-friendly aspects and some of the alternatives and some of the things you can do, and that's brought a lot of people to send PMs and, you know, say thank you and bring up new ideas, and I wanted to give a shout-out to, I know I'm going to get this name wrong, but I'm going to try my very best, Osvaldo Miranda, and he basically said, you know, there's another alternative that you haven't mentioned, and I didn't know about this, but there is a First Strike 40k starter set. It's $40, and it comes with Space Marines and Plague Marines, and it's it's amazing. It comes with dice, playmats, uh, models, it comes with a ruler, it comes with... Ba basically, for 20 bucks per player, you can start a kill team, and now, this is a very specific type of kill team. There isn't any kind of modeling, everything is fixed. It's not like when you buy... Uh, an individual box, and you can put different weapons on, you can put different heads on. This is pretty standard stuff, but if you're looking to get your feet wet, and you just want to get started, you're not really sure if you want to get into Kill Team, but you know, you've got a little bit of money to spend, I think this is an excellent opportunity, and a wonderful idea from Osvaldo, because 40 bucks, even if you buy the box itself, arguably, you could get two armies. I don't think that's unfair to be said now once again like these are fixed models so if they've got things on them you personally don't want to play with that is a little bit out of your control but for those listening and they're on the fence about playing and they think mm, i'm not sure if i want to get into kill team i don't really want to spend a lot of money i don't really know what i want to do 40 bucks for two armies isn't bad 20 bucks individually if you have a buddy to split this with is even better there are so many options that come out of this box for at least the budget player. If you're a competitive player and you're listening to this, may or may not be for you. But for everybody else who's looking to, you know, get going, excellent idea. So thank you very much to Osvaldo. And uh, yeah, definitely check this out. I'm very interested to see if I can get a friend to go in on the uh, Space Marines. Because as you know, I am playing with Death Guard. Well, you know, Plague Marines. And oh man, I'm... I am just loving these guys so much, and oh, <laughs> there's, there's just nothing more fun, at least for me, than just sitting down with friends, talking about games, painting, listening to music, and just really having a good time. So definitely check this out. All right, so since I don't have my rule book and I just moved in and I'm, you know, kind of tired getting <laughs> everything set up. This show might not be, you know, the full hour that it's always been, but I'm really excited that I'm able to record this now, and of course, I'm going to be recording early on next week, and I should have my rulebook, and I should have a game or two under my belt, so I'm, I'm really excited about that, but Casey Rose has been an amazing resource, and he's going to be helping me do a lot of, I guess, recon work, because, you know, when you're doing all kinds of different things in the community and, you know, moving, and, I mean, budgeting, just just all your things in your life and time. It's really helpful to have people in the community find little things and send them to you and go, hey, this might be an interesting topic. This might be something worth talking about. And if you're listening and you want to help out, find topics, you want to present ideas that you might have that you want to hear on the show, or like Casey's doing, he finds things on Reddit and goes, hey, this is a really interesting idea. You might want to talk about it. So big shouts to Casey and thank you for helping Squat Tactica make the show better, make the community better. So, there is a post on Reddit called, quote-unquote, Weak Units and Morale. Now, 
I'm not going to read directly from the uh, the post, but the concept is bringing a 20-model army, 20-model kill team to the battlefield. Is it an advantage? Is it a disadvantage? What can you pull from this? And that's something I just wanted to talk about for a little bit on this week's show. And I think it's a very interesting idea. So I play orcs. I play... Um, you know, Space Marines, I play Tau, I've also got Imperial Guard, um, you know, I've loved the Tyranids, so anyways, I like playing all kinds of armies, but Horde armies are actually some of my favorites, I like the way the Tyranids are built in the lore, I like the way the Orcs are just really goofy, and you can paint them really however you want, and like, red makes them go faster because they believe in it like there's so many different things i like the colors for imperial guard i like their thematic military you know big tank kind of laser gun themed throwing bodies at the wall kind of idea so anyways when this came up i've actually been thinking about this myself and my friends who are going to be playing kill team they're actually old um warhammer fifth and sixth edition buddies so, one of my friends, Dave, he has a IG army, and it's a, you know, spamming of bodies. You just flood the, the field with tons and tons and tons of cheap, crappy units, and you just roll a lot of dice. It's pretty simple. I do the same thing with my orcs. And after reading through the rules and looking at the point cost and the opportunity to bring 20 models... It led to a lot of questions and a lot of thoughts. And of course, here on Reddit, there's a bunch of comments and people are going back and forth on, is it good? Is it bad? And I just wanted to to speculate and talk a little bit about what I thought. And of course, everyone who's listening, feel free to leave a message, leave a comment below. You know, what do you think about weak units regarding morale? Do you think that bringing 20 models is like 20 bad-ish models, 20 quality 20 quantity models versus you know five quality models you know is it better to roll 20 dice where you need a hit on a six and you know you need a wound on a five versus like a space marine where it's you know threes to hit threes to wound you know you can do little shenanigans where you can interweave your characters so they basically get a negative one when being shot but then you know, if your opponent shoots the front guys, then they don't get a bonus. So, you know, it's it's something I really would love to hear from the community, from the listeners. What do you think about weak units and morale? So, personally, it's, it's kind of a, a... There's two different aspects to it. So, there's the casual and there's the competitive. So, I'll approach it from a competitive standpoint, from at least playing in previous editions and just kind of looking at the math, looking at the models figuring out kind of how things fall. So when you're playing kill team, you have very few bodies and very few dice to check on average. You're looking at, you know, if you're running space Marines, you might have like five to seven models. If you have Tyranids, I think the average I was finding was maybe around like nine because you run some hormon, you run some little guys and you run some big guys, so you have you know a spread of things. Like you could run the horde army with hormigons, termagants, just that, and do like you know 15, 18, 20 models. So the thought here is, 
you can do two different things competitively. And this is something I like to do, but it doesn't mean it works, it was just really fun. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But if you run a lot of models, you can do stratagems where you essentially, with the interweaving of models, you can protect characters that have, if you have any points for upgrades, you can protect them and basically bubble wrap them. So that means that the character that you really want to get into melee combat is protected by a bunch of bodies. And so in order to get to that, you know, to kill that character with the melee weapon, you're going to have to chew through, you know, five or six different models. And if your opponent is only shooting with five dice, okay, so that is only going to kill, even if he kills all five, your character that you want to get through is protected. And then in the next round, you can move five more guys in and so on and so forth. Now, of course, with only 20 models, losing five guys is a pretty heavy loss so on and so forth. Like, you don't just want to throw your bodies away pointlessly, but you can use those, you know, those wounds on those units, well, those models, to basically protect the president. You can move the, the team forward, you can get the character with the weapon into melee combat and start shooting through your enemies. Now, that doesn't always work, and you probably don't have the points if you're running a 20 model kill team. So, you know, say you're running like a 15 model kill team and you have one or two guys that are really good in melee. Is it better than running a five to seven model kill team that's got, you know, better stats, higher thresholds for rolling to, uh, to wound, rolling to hit, things of that nature? I don't know. And of course, if you're playing casually, this is going to be a different conversation. And we'll get to that here in a second. But competitively... I found that sometimes it's very advantageous to uh, eat up your opponent's actions by not only charging into combat, but just throwing like a bunch of bodies onto each model. And that means they can't shoot you in the shooting phase, and you're just going to be punching each other back and forth in, you know, in the fight phase. Now, of course, they're probably going to eat your lunch, but you could roll lucky, you could roll hot, it is possible. It's not probable. Competitively, I am not sold that a 20 model army or kill team, whatever you want to call it, not sold that just throwing 20 models on the table is super competitive, like super viable. I'm going to try it. I've got orcs. I'm not afraid to do it. I think it'll be fun. But there's a lot of problems with morale phase. If your army gets broken, you just get hit with so many negative modifiers, it's it's incredibly brutal. Orcs need sixes to hit on everything already, and then if you give them another negative, it's just like, it's prohibitively brutal. So, I, I don't know if it's a great idea. I, I wouldn't honestly think it's a like super solid idea. I know that the idea... The, the, the idea behind a horde kill team is to just throw so many bodies at your opponent. You shoot them with 20 shots, you, you attack them with 20 melee attacks, so on and so forth. That's great on paper, but the reality is when you have like a t-shirt save on orcs, you really don't get 20 shots. You really don't get 20 melee attacks. You get like 20% less every round. So if you bring 20 models, you know, you're losing like two to four. And then, you know, if you go in the shooting phase, 
if you go into melee, you probably lose another two. So, you know, you've lost between, you know, four to six little models, and then, you know, you keep losing more and more and more. So you, you really need the value of the list early to just run and shoot, throw as many dice as you possibly can early game, and just try and get value out of those models, because the, the longer the game goes, the more models are going to drop off, and you're going to have less and less dice to throw at your opponent. And especially with Space Marines having a 3-up, you know, armor save, it's just, it's just really difficult to deal with. Like, I'm not going to lie, that's just, you know, it, there's, there's a 33% chance they're going to fail after you've rolled to hit and you roll to wound. So you have to roll to hit, you have to roll to wound, and then they're just like, okay, I have a 66% chance of just ignoring what you did. And especially with orcs, like, it takes a lot of luck to do that. So going from, you know, that conversation to, to wrapping up the competitive side, I don't know if 20 models, you know, with no upgrades, no, no bonuses, no nothing, is a wise decision. Now, of course, if someone goes to a tournament and proves me wrong, they bring 20 orcs and they just dominate everyone, I would love to know how they did it. I would love to know what they brought because just looking at it on paper and theory crafting, it doesn't seem to be super viable. I mean, like, I have a bunch of dice at home, and so I rolled some dice to say, okay, this is, you know, orcs doing orc things, and this is space marines doing space marine things, and the uh, space marine doing space marine things had a pretty significant advantage. Just going to put it out there. And uh, the orcs did not do so well. So, you know, something to think about. Now, let's talk a little bit about the casual scene for, you know, spamming units. This is something I think is a lot more fun, because in a casual game, why not? This is probably a lot more uh, simplistic compared to any kind of competitive discussion, because, you know, when you're talking as a competitor in a tournament, you're looking to find advantages anywhere you possibly can. You want to find characters that have great stats for the least amount of points. You want to find efficiency anywhere possible. You want to find characters that are undercosted or weapons that are overpowered for their cost. You want to find all these little min-max things. If you're playing for a casual game, playing with 20 orcs is hilarious. Like, even in casual, you know, 5th and 6th edition, it was fun to just, r like, run 300 models of just orc boys. Did I win? Not frequently. But it was just amazing to chuck, you know, 100 dice a demon prince or a hundred dice or even 200 dice at you know terminators or something crazy and you're like you know you, you just get wiped off the field the terminators blink and like three models die like they vaporize in front of you but it's funny it's great it makes for great stories so you know weak units are they are they worth playing in a casual environment yeah Absolutely. That's probably one of the better places to use some of those models you might not hit the table with very often, just because, why not? And, in a narrative sense, it's actually a little bit more interesting. So, if you're playing with a, a narrative campaign, this does depend on your group. Some people want to play with a you know more competitive side where you know if you win you can win prize support you can win store credit things like that I, I know there's some people 
Um, like the uh, Texas Toy Soldiers across the street. I, from what I understand, they're going to be running a campaign. It's purely casual. Um, I believe they were saying like it, it's like a five dollar entry. Everyone gets it, so it's it's a, it's a weekly event. It's five bucks entry, but like I think it's eight weeks of play. But it also covers one soda per week, and sodas are a dollar. So basically, you're paying five dollars for eight dollars worth of soda. And I think the winner gets like a $10 gift card or something. It's not massive. It's not, you know, a huge event or anything like that. But, you know, it helps support the store and whatnot. So so the point I'm getting at is some stores are doing campaigns that focus on every time you win, you move up in the bracket and then you get points. And then at the end of a season, say like a month or two months, you know, the winner gets like you know, a $50 gift card or, you know, you get a box of models or whatever. Some places are just doing a narrative campaign for the fun of it, just for the, the ability to, you know, tell a story, to get together, to play kill team, to bring people into the, into the local friendly game store. So, so there isn't any wrong way to play 40k. There's no wrong way to play Kill Team. And if you're listening and your store isn't doing any kind of narrative event, I highly recommend go talk to your friends, go talk to the store owner, try and set up an event. Try and set up some sort of narrative campaign of someone I cannot remember your name and I, I truly apologize. It's been a whirlwind this last week, but someone was mentioning on Facebook that they're going to be doing a narrative campaign and they're taking a little bit of an adaptation where they're going to be changing some of the rules, they're going to be changing some of the outcomes, they're basically adjusting the event to what the local community wants at their store. And that is something I absolutely think anyone listening should do, is don't just take the rules and translate them and transplant them onto the tabletop. You can if you want to, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that, but if you have the opportunity, you have the time, you know your player base, you know, find a a community, you know, topic, find something that you guys can be fighting over, find something you can be fighting against or fighting for, you know, if if you've got some D&D experience, feel free to make adjustments, you know, all great DMs make adjustments on the fly. Some of the best DMs in the world are some of the best fibbers ever. Like they they know how to move with the current. When something changes, they adapt. When something new happens, they make it epic. They make it interesting. And a narrative kill team adventure should be that. Now now this doesn't have to be every single time, but for the first one you ever do at your shop, I believe it should be very casual, very player-friendly, very narrative, because that's going to bring players into your shop. That is going to give people incentive to name their characters, and then as they play, you know, make notes. Um, Same person who is adjusting the rules for Kill Team was saying, you know, they're going to... It might be the same person, it might be someone else, but I was reading that someone was saying, uh, through the entirety of the campaign, everyone is encouraged to basically create a story for one of the characters or well basically as as they play here here's the thought as you're playing the game you should name all of your models and you should take notes of every game you play 
And then basically you want to craft a story from the beginning of the campaign to the end of the campaign. And then what they're going to do is they're going to, everyone can submit their story and the community is going to vote on the best one that they think is, you know, the most interesting, the funniest, the craziest, you know, whatever. And so they're going to have different prizes, different awards. I think the, the three topics were like the funniest story, the craziest story, and the saddest story, something like that. So, you know, you you can build up this giant lineage of a character. They survived through every single game, got to the last round of the last game, rolled a one, got shot in the head, and fell over dead. Yeah, that's pretty sad. It's pretty epic. Of course, you could be on the other end of that story, and the one who killed super epic general commander, whatever his name is, you know, happened to shoot his pistol, roll a six, and just got a headshot, got super lucky, took out the uh, the enemy's leader, and boy howdy, did he get promoted. And it's, it's stories like that that build a narrative campaign way past just the tabletop scene. So anyways... I. I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited to hear what people are doing because I know a lot of listeners, a lot of sh- a lot of stores, a lot of shops, a lot of places are starting to pick up narrative campaigns. We've got rules out there. We've got models. We've got all kinds of kill team paraphernalia coming out, and this is the perfect time to get our feet wet with a narrative campaign. And yes, for those of you who've been asking, you know, for me to talk about the narrative campaign, once I get the rule book, I am going to go over each individual campaign. I am going to talk about different things that could be done to enhance the environment, to enhance the game. Just give a little um, little bit of a thought or an opinion on what you could do as a player. I've played a ton of D&D. I love D&D. I love being a DM and creating these really fun and unique scenarios and environments for players so um like i said once i get the rulebook back from my buddy and we get some games in i'm definitely going to be going through the narrative campaign aspect because i actually would like to run one after uh texas toy finishes theirs in a few weeks i wanted to write one out kind of you know build this storyline and then you know submit it to them and see what they have to say so we'll see how that goes you know it's it's their shop i don't know what they're going to say yes or no but we'll take a, uh, a stab at it and see what happens so all of these things are kind of a part of the original topic, which was, is it a good idea to bring a bunch of weak models to the table? And in a competitive environment, we already talked about that. In a casual environment, that is up to you as the player, because no one should tell you how to play your game. If you want to have fun and you want to run 20 orc boys, by golly, you should absolutely do it. And just ignore people if they say, oh, that's stupid. Don't do that. Okay, screw you, buddy. It's a casual game. Nobody cares. Even if it's a competitive game, don't be rude. That person could win. You you don't know. Anywho, I'm not like mad or emotional about it. It's just... I really hate seeing people tell other people what they should and shouldn't do, what they can and can't do, because I've played a lot of games. I have seen a lot of games. I play fighting games, video games, 
um, board games, card games, minis games, so many things. And I have seen so many top end players prove everyone wrong because someone said, oh, that thing, that, that, that character, that army, that list, that deck, it's terrible. Don't play that. It's garbage. You should not play that. You should be ashamed of playing that. And, you know, they go on to win a major event and prove everyone to be absolutely wrong. So from what I've seen in years of gaming, play what you want. Have fun. Play a horde army if that's what makes you happy. It doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. It's your army. It's your kill team. That is, you know, a model or an army of models that are yours. That's your story. It belongs only to you and anyone else you choose to share it with. I do think it is very possible that as we have more time to practice we might find a, a hybrid list that is viable. I don't think 20 naked models is good. I do think it is possible to see like 10 naked models with three or four middle tier models. So basically the naked models are used as bubble wrap. So you're sinking all your points essentially into two to three models and the extra little guys around them are, are essentially extra wounds. Will it work? I don't know. But I do think it is possible. I really like the Lictors for Tyranids. Really like those models. I like how they look. I like how they run. I like how they paint or how, how to paint them. I like a lot of things about them. I think they look super cool on the tabletop. Like, very intimidating. Anyways, I, this is just a tangent, but... Um, I do think a hybrid list is very viable. If you were to ask me what do I think about weak units in terms of competitive viability, absolutely. There, there should absolutely be a hybrid list that will get figured out for competitive environments. Um, but if you just want to run like 20 IG dudes, yeah, man, go for it. Just do it. Have fun. Um, I think it would be hilarious. And because I've done this in uh, D&D where, you know, you spend like, you know, couple hours writing this huge narrative for a character and you get really excited and then um you know they die I i've had that happen where it's like you know you create this giant backstory you know you have this long history and lineage of a character and then the dm is just kind of brutal and they kill everyone on the first run and you know it's funny it's fun and then you're just like, man, oh, I, uh, my dude, my character is dead. <laughs> because, you know, you spend all that time and you feel kind of bad. But at the same time, you laugh because the DM just threw so many terrible things that you just kind of suffer. And anyways, <laughs> it could be funny to build a kill team with models that you've named and you've created stories for and then they get shot and die in the first game you're like well there goes jimmy time to get his replacement <laughs> and you could bring in his uh, you know brother billy and he's trying to avenge jimmy and you'll see what happens in the next game of kill team so who knows does it matter in a casual environment nah have fun try it out um you know, mathematically and statistically, it is kind of a problem with the morale because you really don't want your army to get broken, especially if it happens like round one or round two. Like you, you could lose a lot of models really quickly. Um, that could be very prohibitive because you know, say for example, say say your opponent just does something like 
their models are like in the middle of the board and you surround them in a big circle. I'm sure this will never happen, but if it did, you know, they've got five five space marines. They shoot and they kill five of your models. And then you run in and you get into melee combat and say, you know, five of your models get into melee combat with, you know, five of their models, whatever. You're the one on the charge, you get to attack first. If you're super lucky, you might kill one. Maybe. But realistically, you probably won't do anything. And then five more of your guys are dead. So at that point, you've lost 10 models out of your 20 in round one. This is like the worst case scenario. I mean, well, I guess worst case, you lose all 20 because they all run into melee. Um, but then, of course, your opponent would have to have multiple attacks. So it's probably not going to happen. Anyways, let's say worst case scenario for right now. You lose 10 models. It's half of your army. Not looking super good. You probably are going to be broken on turn one, and now you just have a buttload of negative modifier. Well, you have a negative modifier for, you know, being broken. But then if any of your guys have flesh wounds, you know, it's another negative modifier, and then you have to roll for nerve testing, and then you have to find out if you're you're scared, you know, poopless, and and so on and so forth. Try, trying to keep it family friendly. So what I'm trying to get at is it may be fun, but logistically speaking, do be aware if you're running 20 naked models that are weak, there is a reason they're weak, and the way kill team works, you're probably going to suffer unless you know how to position them appropriately, and that could be something you want to practice with. You might need to practice with positioning your models so that you lose as few as possible and you get as much value out of them. Like, there's a lot of different things you can do with weaker models to help improve your skill as a commander. But I'm getting off to another tangent, which, you know, that's the thing I do, but it's a lot of fun. Anyways, weak units, morale, I would say, you know, if you really want to try it competitively, I would practice and try and find that sweet spot of you know, a, a wide variety of weak units and a couple strongish mid-range units so that way you have a way to win the game. Because realistically, we're going back to the competitive environment, when you play any game, you need an end goal. Like, you need a, a path to victory. And, of course, the path to victory with 20 naked models is roll dice and get lucky. However, when you're playing a dice game, it, it's a lot about risk management. And as I've seen before, a lot of professional players say things like, you know, your, your placement, your movement is one of the most important things. I agree it's very important. Absolutely agree. I also think managing your risks is very important, and that happens both in battle and in your list construction. If you bring 20 models that only... <laughs> that only, you know, hit on sixes and wound on sixes. And guess what? Most people are going to be playing Space Marines or something with, you know, a three up or a four up. That is a really risky thing to manage where it's like 20 dice if they all survive, hitting on six, wounding on sixes. The odds are just not super good. Not, not good at all. And if you're wagering, oh, well, I'll just shoot them 20 times and, you know, with my pistols and then I'll get into melee combat and get some wounds there. Let's, let's be honest. The odds are not ever in your favor. It could happen. Don't get me wrong. They could roll garbage and you could roll hot golden dice. But you, let's be honest, are probably not going to have that happen very often, if ever, while playing Kill Team. 
So realistically, what you need to do is find a path to victory by subsidizing some of those weak, naked units that aren't doing much other than giving you a wound and extending the length of the game to bringing in maybe something with a little bit more punch, a little better leadership, something of that nature. So anyways, let me know in the comments below. I always love talking about different hypotheticals. That's what makes playing games fun. It would be super boring if every single army was Space Marines and all you brought were Bolters and all you did was roll threes to hit, threes to wound, and three up armor saves. Because at that point, let's just chuck some dice at each other and, you know, call it a day, go get something to eat, get something to drink. Using tactics, like, you know, the, the tactics in Kill Team that give you special effects, using strategy, positioning yourself well, trying to make it difficult for you to be seen or giving yourself advantages by being obscured, followed up by bringing characters that have, you know, a good chance to hit, good chance to wound, and, you know, a strong list that has a clear path to victory is probably going to make your experience with Kill Team much more pleasant than just bringing 20 models and good luck. Now, of course, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to do it in a casuals night with your buddies, by all means, go for it. Um, but don't be, please, if you're listening, please don't be that guy or girl who goes to the shop, rolls poorly, and complains about how their opponent is just lucky and they would have won if their opponent hadn't rolled so hot. I, I've seen this a million times where someone just brings you know, like an orc list, and they have to roll sixes to hit, sixes to wound, and then their opponent rolls a three up, and they're like, lucky! Like, it's not luck, it's just, it's odds. Like, statistically, it's a higher favor to block the shot with an armor save of a three up than to fail with a one or a two. It's just how the characters are designed, that's just how the dice fall. So, you know, if you're going to bring models that need sixes all day and all night at least understand you know it's going to be a tough battle but boy howdy when you get sixes and your opponent doesn't save their armor ooh, it feels so good to shoot someone down with a just a, a, a grunt with a pistol you go all right man i got you with a hit you know like some kind of orc noise you got that you gotta talk like an orc i'm probably doing a terrible orc please don't laugh too hard but it's so much fun to run 20 orc boys or you know, 20 Hormagoths or 20 Imperial Guardsmen, so I'm wrapping this up. I'm going to stop talking, but by all means, go for it. All right, so the last piece of uh, whatever you want to call it that we're going to be talking about here on episode 104 of Squad Tactica doo -doo -doo -doo, is my very first kill team, which unfortunately is not Space Wolves. I still haven't unpacked them. It's roll the drums because we're going to be talking about... Plague Marines, yeah! So you've been seeing me post a bunch of pictures on the Facebook page, and uh, I'm going to be painting some more after I record this tonight, actually, so I'm really excited. In fact, we've got a, uh, a character, the guy with the, uh, the fly face. You probably saw him, if you're already a fan of the, the show. If you haven't, check it out on the Facebook page, but it's a Plague Marine with a gigantic... Um, Oh, what is it called? It's the um, it's the plague axe thing, the choppy bit. Anyways, uh, his name is Pestilax. 
He is the children of the fly. I'm going to write like a whole story about Pestilax. I'm really excited. It's <laughs> it's super fun just to create a narrative for some of these characters. But anyways, I have concocted a basic idea of the team I'm going to be trying out for my first couple of games. So let's talk about this list here and why I picked what I picked. And um, you know, as always, you know, leave a comment below. I like it. I hate it. I think you should play Space Wolves or, you know, go buy some tacos and shut up. Anywho, the leader is a Plague Marine Champion, a Plasma Gun at 3 points brings him to 18. We've got a Plague Marine Gunner with a Blight Launcher. Uh, we've got a Plague Marine Gunner with the Plague Spewer, that is going to be my heavy uh, specialist. We've got a Plague Marine Fighter with the Flail of Corruption, and then I have a Generic Dude with a Bolt Gun. So. We've got a leader, we've got a heavy, and then I have two options for specialist upgrades. Now, this is kind of one of those um, interesting things that I'm not entirely sure where I'm going to go because I'm also considering running um, Pestilax with the, um, the axe in lieu of maybe the Blight Launcher character and giving either the Flail of Corruption guy or um, Pestilax, the scout specialist, so they can move up uh, early game and get into uh, you know close range combat. So there's there's a lot of different options. I'm actually really excited because like like I said, the box I bought comes with seven models. So I built um, I built two melee oriented characters, four gunners. And then I haven't finished the last model. I might magnetize the arms, but I'm thinking maybe a power fist, like another melee option. So I have, you know, a heavy spread. I have I have a fairly equal spread of melee to um, range, just because I I like having a mix. I think the flail of corruption is a really neat um, weapon. I also think you know just because. Some of these models have, you know, well, all the models have a, a toughness of five that just makes them uh, incredibly difficult to hit. So it's going to be um, forced to hit fives to wound. I believe that's what the math is. If it's like a space marine versus a plague marine, um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like I said, I don't have the rule book in front of me, but I'm, I'm fairly sure it's fours fours and fives and then you get a three up armor save so that's not really terrible and then you've also got that um tactic for two command points the uh the swarm of flies which forces your opponent to shoot the model with the swarm of flies if they're um close the closest model and in line of sight so what you can really do to screw up your opponents is you can bubble wrap one of these models and run up your your plague marines right down the field and then pop swarm of flies or plague of flies whatever it's called if you're listening and i'm calling it wrong you know what i'm talking about um but you pop the flies and your opponent has to shoot that model in the front and you could probably make it your bolter guy so you know it's your least amount of points invested and you get potentially maximum amount of shots soaked he turns into a a you know bullet sponge that's the whole point and if that's the case, that allows your character with the melee weapon to run down the field pretty much unsafe, scathed. Um, you know, it is possible that, you know, depending on your matchup, you know, if it's like Space Marine Army versus Space Marine Army, you know, five, six models versus five and six models, your, your guy in front that popped flies probably going to suffer, 
probably going to die, but you never know. You could get lucky. I mean, a 3-up armor save is a 3-up armor save. It's really good. And that's why Space Marines are really fun, and Plague Marines are just really brutal. Um, but the, the point I'm trying to get to is being able to bubble wrap a character with melee, um, really good melee weapons means on round two, you can charge and potentially get some serious damage in and just start crushing your opponent. And if, you're, if your model gets into, you know, if it, if it gets into melee with another model, that means they can't shoot you which means that's a phase where less dice are being rolled against you. So um, that's that's kind of my approach. I am building this squad of Plague Marines, and I'm just kind of um, feeling out how I want to write them as, you know, as I design their paint schemes because I'm trying to give them each a different kind of Nurgle look. Like, they're still using that base um, Plague Marine green, but... Um, the one with like the plague spitter, you probably saw him. He's he's got like he looks like a watermelon. Like his belly's really big, and he's just really green everywhere. And like I, I'm kind of playing around with different color schemes, especially since um, each model being unique is for me at least a good thing. I don't want them to look uniform. I think that's incredibly boring. So um, watermelon guy, I'm you know I'm open to a name. I'm open to any ideas or suggestions for their backstory. Right now, the only thing I have is um, they're, they're just a... I mean, it's not... I haven't spent a lot of time considering it, but um, like right off the cuff, the idea is these are a bunch of... Um, what's the word? Um, oh, nuts. I can't remember. Uh, deserters. Yeah, so every single model in this kill team is a deserter from a different Space Marine chapter, and uh, they basically went to the Church of Nurgle, and they drank the Kool-Aid and decided, hey, I am going to submit to the, the Chaos God Nurgle because I want power because I'm a giant coward, and now these are some of the most ruthless and reckless models or characters you will ever see, and the only direction they go is forward. They do not run, they do not stop, they get in your face, and they take your bacon. So that's how they're going to play. That's their theme. Um, if anyone has any ideas or any way to, you know, adjust it so it's a little bit more interesting, leave a comment below. Let me know. What do you think? You know, do you hate it? Do you love it? Um, does it suck? <laughs> you know, just, you know, any feedback. I'm, I'm more than happy. But, man, thank you. Thank you so much to everyone who commented on Pestilax. Um, there was just a ton of people leaving messages. We saw Marty McFly, Carrion. There was a lot of different names. Someone was saying Baxter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Buggy McGrag. There's, there's, this community is amazing. I love it. It's so much fun because you can just, you know, paint a model, post the model, and be like, what's this guy's name supposed to be? And you get like 30 comments across different forums. And it's like, holy cow, that's amazing. This is so much fun. Anywho. The, the Plague Marines are going to be my first army. Don't get me wrong, I, I know where my Space Wolves are. I also forgot I have Harlequins. I have uh, Dark Eldar, which I believe are called the Dothraki. Duth I can't remember, but uh, I also found some old Tal. I have like pretty much every army, um, except for like Necron and Tyranids, because I sold those to a, a good friend of mine. Um, and it's, it's crazy. I didn't realize how many models I had. So... I'm, I'm just 
super freaking excited to just play with so many different factions and models and armies and and different alternatives and and paint and so on and so forth and um hopefully at some point I would have the time and ability to, you know, maybe do a raffle and paint one of your models. Uh, I love painting. I, I think it's amazing. Um, you've seen some of my work on the Facebook page. I'm sure it's, you know, high enough quality to be worth painting someone else's model. I love doing it. I've actually commissioned um, two or three armies for friends of mine. So uh, we'll have to figure a way out to make that happen. We could do like, you know, some kind of raffle or something where, you know, the winner, you know, if you pay shipping, send me your model or you know, a model or two, I'll paint them and send them back to you. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. Plague Marines. It's a thing. I'm really excited to get these guys on the table. Uh, I'm really excited to talk with Plague Marine Brethren. I've met so many people online and in different Discord channels and forums. And uh, <laughs> surprisingly, Plague Marine players are really nice. Didn't see that one coming. I mean, not to say, like, Plague Marine players are, are you know, mean or rude or anything. It was just really funny that, like, a... a uh, an army for chaos is very inviting <laughs> like thematically I find that hilarious so anyways I am I am going to be painting some more models I'm gonna be posting pictures online so if you're listening to this I should have some uh, you know pictures on Facebook already if you're listening to this you know into Monday Tuesday of the week after this is posted let me know what you think let me know if you have a name if you see a model and you're like I want to name that guy such and such all these models are up for names. Like, I don't have any names. I would love for my first army to be named by the community and for us to craft their their backstory together. And then as I play in, you know, narrative matches, I can, you know, bring that back to the podcast and say, all right, this week, Pestilax, he killed two guys and, uh, you know, he got the job done. However, Jimmy McBob didn't do so well. He took three flesh wounds. He lost his leg and, well... Yeah, he's hopping up and down like he's got to go to the bathroom pretty bad. So that's what happened this week. Anyways, so many different things, so many different ideas. It's super cool. And I understand, you know, some people have voiced um, questions about, you know, what kind of podcast is this? What kind of format is this? Right now, to be really honest, it's a evolving and free-flowing show. And based on the responses I've had from every listener, thank you so much. It's been extremely positive. I do want to kind of format this. I do want to get a little bit tighter. But for the most part, we're going to find a topic. We're going to talk about the topic. We're going to do housekeeping. We're going to do shout outs. And then we're going to talk about the armies I'm playing with. We're going to talk about narrative, you know, painting, hobby, ideas, list building, stuff like that. So, you know, it's not going to be like a super competitive show. But it's going to be as entertaining as humanly possible, because guess what? I know how it is to commute. I live in Dallas. We have a commute. There's a lot of traffic. I get bored listening to the radio. I want to hear someone talk about something I'm playing, a game I enjoy, and I really hope that this show entertains you. And that is my goal, is to build the community and to entertain listeners. So thank you, everyone, for joining Squad Tactica in our four episodes, we've almost got 200 people on Facebook. I am I'm floored. I am so honored. I am so thankful. I am grateful for you taking your time to listen to this show. Thank you so much for all of your feedback. Thank you so much for all of your private messages. Once again, Squad Tactica. You can find us on Facebook at Squad Tactica Podcast. You can email me at squadtactica at gmail.com. Super simple. 
I am not difficult to reach. I mean, I do have a day job and I am married, but in my free time, I am always open to a conversation. If it takes me a day or two to get to you, please don't let that stop you from sending me a message. I respond to everyone who messages me. I love listening to the community. I love talking to people because that is my favorite thing about gaming. Like, games are fun, but the relationships that games bring, the communities that games bring, that is what is super valuable to me. So please feel free to message me anytime, anywhere. I always love to hear from people about any kind of game. So thank you so much for listening. This is Squad Tactica. My name is Sugi, and we will see you next time.